Hi, I'm Jonathan Holmes, and you're listening to Pod Teed episode 71. Ah, there we go. I was putting on pants. Why? I'm scared. I'm going to rock you guys' world right now. I'm going to be so high tech, you guys don't even know. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Theory, when will Podteed release? Let me check that. Here's what I found on the web for when will Podteed release. Huh, apparently we're a soccer academy. Well, well shit. <laughs> how, long, how long does an um, enrollment in soccer academy last? Because that's usually around the time we release. Nah, Two not. years? That, that sounds about right. Hey, hey, Adam, say hello. No. Okay, this is Adam. Tommy, say hello. No. Fuck off. Vid, say hello. Hi. Oh, Andrea, say hello. Where? Cats. And and I'm Maddie. This is Podteed. And the and the voice you heard before was Siri. Oh, uh, about about as useless as always. Oh, okay. Me, l- l- listen to this perfect Podteed material. Siri, where can I find a hooker? I can help you find escort services if you turn on location nice. services. <laughs> well, services well, we just dated on, ourselves on, about four years. Where is the nearest glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Siri can search for, for hookers. But can it find a glory hole? Come on, man. I, it's I, going I, to be the Siri episode. Fine, I'll do one more. I'm on a budget. Siri, find me a glory hole. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. Boom! <laughs> Useless is all be my points. glory hole. I'm not sure I understand. Be my glory hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uncomfortable Siri sounded with that. Please stop. She didn't quite know, but she kind of got an inkling. Yeah, I love Siri. Like, I love sending. I love sending uh, text messages via Siri. Just like walking, like text person, and like just. Talking for a bit and you're sending without looking what it said. <laughs> it's great. You know, I actually I one time, one time I, I tried the voice recognition on the iPhone and I used the Willem Dafoe voice and oh, good. much to my surprise, it actually understood it perfectly. But when yeah, I'm talking it's... normally, it's not. Yeah, yeah I, I know. The, I know the feeling. Recognize American accents, so you gotta, you know, talk a bit. Yeah, but how is like a. Possessed goblin voice, American. Hey, kids. I am compatible with Siri. Wanna 
die. <laughs> oh. <sighs> so, do you know what me and Adam has been playing? No. Well, actually, I do, but you know, the... it's like lead us into it, Vid. The... Is it, okay, is it, so is it involving is big... dropping the, your the trousers? Polish. The Polish have finally done a game from Polish land. It smells bad. It's called The Witcher 3. There you go. And it's and been! How oh, many a PC? I have no idea what you people God, are doing right now. I got a laptop. So I can play it. Um, <laughs> I love how you had a perfect chance to actually rhyme that. You're like, and I got a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to rhyme it with, but yeah, I do have a laptop. I can't run Witcher three, so what? all this talk is pretty meaningless to me. Okay. Um, I don't have any even when I can, even when I haven't even finished talking. You guys are fucking calm down, bro. Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm gonna buy a gaming rig this summer, but until then. Well, I mean, even when I get it, I'm going to, you know, play Witcher 1. But, so, yeah, no, all this talk, pretty irrelevant to me. Ad, Adam, Adam. Ad. Yeah, but that's actually relevant to me, though. Um, have you decided what, what the gaming rig you'll be getting yet? Well, yeah, but seeing specs on radio. Seeing specs. No, 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 I'm not going to ask for specs, but, like, what is it, do you have an idea what it, what it will cost you? Because I'm looking for one as well, and I just want to... 800. 600. That's not bad. Hmm. Well, you, can, you can send me a link after each other. Okay, go on with your Witcher talk. Witcher motherfucking tree. Me and Adam. It's, right. a, okay. it's, a, it's a special kind of once in a blue moon moment because me and Maddie are playing the same sort of game. Wasn't Witcher tree the company that made those religious games on the NES? No, that's... That's Wisdom Tree. Wisdom. Oh, sorry. That's no. a different um, aspect of the franchise. The best thing with Witcher tree, right, is I believe that I was the one that made Adam buy the game. I taste maker him. <laughs> Maddie is with it with the kids. I am streets ahead. So the, the is, kids think... of Bromley. Oh, because I ha wasn't really following any of the preview stages because I'm, I, I was burnt out on them, on all preview stages for games ages ago. Once nearly every game on the PS4 and Xbox One turned out to be. Just sort of okay and not really worth hyping Except up. Except Bloodborne, which is apparently amazing, even though everyone said it was going to just be a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of love that. Like, the game I was like, oh, man, Bloodborne can't run, bad frame, it's just a copy of Dark Souls, that's going to be good, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Bloodborne, actually a genuinely great game, and people want to buy a PS4 now. Uh, Whereas all the other games were shit. Uh, Oddly enough, Knack was not the system seller that Sony probably wanted it to be. Neither was The Order. The Order, 1886, otherwise known as um, Gut, Fate of Black Gunshot, the game. Yes. Very artistic. But, Rich Evans story. Yes. <laughs> but um, uh, Witcher 3, right? Witcher 3. The Witcher franchise, made by the people that also run GOG. There's a part of me that... At first laughed because I figured, okay, I'm going to get the game that Maddie's going to like. I've been talking that shit up as well. See, because there's a little part of me that just wants to stare at him and say, I've got your PC franchise on PlayStation 4. Love. It, it was a deep cut, I know. but Core. But the way that, um, I think it was 
his descriptions of it in a way that I could appreciate. I think the big hook you had was, right, don't imagine like a proper deep mechanical RPG. Imagine Red Dead Redemption, but there's a griffin. Yes, Red Dead Redemption, but in the uh, a horrible medieval Slavic setting. And everything is terrible. Basically, when I started shouting that, like, I'm on a horse, I cut a motherfucking guy's head off. Whoa! That sold you the game. That sold you on the Then I started reading actual reviews of it. And I think the bit, another big part of it was um, it's a bit more accessible than the other games in the franchise. And you don't really... Although it helps to have the background on all the characters and all the on all the, all the stories, it's perfectly fine for newcomers. I can say that uh, if you look at the first game, right, uh, sort of okay, not really anything to call home about. And then you look at the second game, major improvements, but it's very... Uh, the world is sort of constricted, you know, it's like little tunnels, here you go. It's like It's not a big roaming world you're in. And now in the tr- in the now this game, it's massive world, improved combat at least I think so, uh, much more people, better graphics, better better everything. So every step, every game they make is a huge improvement. And I like that. And they also give give out uh, tons of DLC and stuff for free. Yay! I think that was another part of it. I wanted to actually buy a game where I felt appreciated. Yeah, uh, but it made me feel all good inside for actually getting it. And they, you know, the and uh, the the seasons pass. It's actually, you know, this is what it's gonna be about. This is, you know, they, here's the story. Here's the story. Here's the story for this bit and this yeah. bit and this bit. I'm not and getting now. This is story yet. all about how. They're all about how my bro ended up accidentally maybe killing the king. Oh dear. Oh dear. That's not good. Gotta stop doing that. But no. But, the, uh, the, the the game right it is really you you're you're on a horse for a, you know it's it's this giant and that horse is named Roach, Roach because this is Poland and everyone's miserable yes like the first part of the game for me is like the first uh, impressions is like riding into a village all around the road it's like uh, you know people that's been hung up and you know dead people of course you know burnt villages around the side and you go into the tavern just people sitting outside crying and it's just Oh, this makes you, me so you happy. Up, I, you end up becoming desensitized in, to a certain extent, not in sort of like the violent sense, even though there's dismemberment and all that. Terrifically violent. But I think it's when you end up in the, the like the dead man's land areas where there are just hanged bodies everywhere. Everywhere. Like, you can't... On the roads, you pretty much see about 15 corpses and nobody really cares. There's no mourners, there's no... The, the, you know, you, you can see that people are very miserable in the world, but it's like, ah, oh, fuck. It's just, they, they are so defeated. It's Every a very moment. sort of feel bad, but in a good way sort of game where... I love it. The world is so very cohesive. It's not like... It feels very, um, like what I say, it, it's very organic feeling. The, the villages seem very alive. It's not like, uh, you know, Skyrim, where everyone is sort of just awkward uh, mannequins that just walk around. The thing about Skyrim is that it does a lot more, and there's a much bigger world to it, as in you get much more races, you get much more talent, you get much more varieties as well. And the the drawback of that is that you can't really define each of them individually. Yeah. There's no real feeling for anything. With The Witcher, although it has that 
as well, I assume, in the later on scenes. Well, it is fucking massive. It's huge, but um, at least when you start, you, you start off in um, the Witcher headquarters in the... In the Quara, where everything is beautiful. You look out and there's a giant scenery everywhere and it's fantastic to look at. It's all very polished, it's all very golden. It's very good. You wake up and Yennefer's there and she's naked and you're like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, I'm going to put a scorpion in your um, bathtub. And you're like, please don't do that. Come on. Come on now. And then you... Old guy, he also does stuff. And then you meet little girl Siri and they're like, oh, let's go training. Yeah. And then it all goes to shit. That is fantastic. As an intro, it works Almost on a brilliant sort of level. Yeah, it's it just it just sets the scene, and then they sort of like, and the witcher is still quite young looking in that, and then it jumps like like ten years ahead or something, and he's all old and really sort of defeated and horrible, and it's just he. Uh, I should say that the that's the story of the game. It's basically the witcher is looking for a girl named Siri. Which is like a sort of, well, the, the special person in the game. Sort of like she has powers no one else has. And uh, she is needed to stop the wild hunt, I believe. And the wild hunt is like, there are some similarities to this in Game of Thrones. I don't know which co- came first. But like the wild hunt is the winter is coming. It's like this sort of supernatural threat that just no one really believes in. But it's something like all is knocking at the door. It's just... Wait, no one believes in winter? Uh, well, no, it's like uh, the wild hunt in that game. Uh, oh, okay, okay. That's so they the... don't really believe that that's something that's going to happen. That's like something that's happened so rarely. But the Witcher, you know, they all believe it's coming. They, well, they have seen it and everything. So that's sort of like the big boogeyman in that game. And you're trying to find Ciri to sort of well protect her because the Witcher sees her very much as uh, like uh, his, um, his daughter in a way. For me, the first witch story, Sword of Destiny, was was uh, released in '92. Uh, a, a Game of Thrones was released in '96. Ah, and I don't know how much they've changed from the book either. You know, it's I haven't read the books. I'm told quite a lot, but uh, like it's it's still faithful. But like apparently the books are apparently the books are more um, like. They talk, they they talk more about like so- social issues and stuff than the games do or something. They do. They have a lot of so- like the first game. I can't fully remember. I didn't play a bunch of the first one. It was kind yeah. Of I bad. mean, I haven't played any of them. But I'm just, I'm just talking about people I know who have read the books. Felt that the games were a bit um, uh, shallow, se- so to say. The second game is is, is, is a lot about the race, like uh, all right, like the elves and uh, you know the, the you know the magical and the humans being yeah. very against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I was reading the art book, and well, the original author had a very large role to play in creating the world. Ah, so good. it's one of those. It's very similar to Game of Thrones TV series where George R. R. Martin has a huge role in how that develops. Yeah. So Although it's not large enough to one get in the way of his version of the story, or impede on the way the television show adapts to itself. Yeah. I don't know if that book series is still going or something. I don't know. It's apparently very popular in Poland. See, I wanted to. Are... I would love to chime in on that, but the problem is, while I've read uh, a bunch of uh, novels by that guy, 
I was 15 at that time, so... Right, that was like 40 years ago. But on the other hand, like, I also read, like, Discworld at that time, and I remember that greatly, so maybe that just didn't make that big of an impression on me. Like, I remember it was, like... To be fair, you're comparing it to Discworld, which is so insane. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Discworld is easier to remember, I suppose. Because I think with um, The Witch, although it's very unique in how it presents a fantasy world, where it's a lot more grounded in a very defeatist sort of realism yeah. this world is a much more imaginative like much more creatively designed world filled to the brim with parodies of fantasy yeah, characters the, which which sure definitely feels like miserable medieval europe it's like there's only a few people in power the rest are the, the rest are basically not slaves but they are property of the lords and everything it's like oh we can't do fuck all about this let's become bandits and get killed in a week that's all they can hope for. It's horrible. And it's, uh, like, graphically, it's, you know, really, really nice because that's CD Projekt Great. It's red. It's sort of what they do. But the biggest thing for me is, like, the sharp contrasting colors in the nature. You have the green and everything, and then you have, like, quite bright uh, browns and stuff, and then you have red, and it's, like, very, very sharp, beautiful scenery. Where yeah, does red not... come into? Where, where so do you what? see red? Uh, like trees, you you see them in, in bushes and. Uh, oh yeah, there's a great, there's a really good, really cool variety of different like foliage, swamps. Different... Uh, oh, the, uh, the, oh, the sound design is awesome, right? When you're, what, I, I was noticing was riding through a swamp and lots many tall, like narrow trees, right? And you can hear them clacking in the wind when it's blowing. So you hear like the the tree branches clacking uh, against each other. It's really good sound. And then there's uh, like uh, the the face the the facial animation on it is very very good, so you can really sell when they're doing emotions. It actually shows in the face and not just sort of like kabuki mind they have to do to show it. Like well, it, uh, it kind of feels if um, it's a next generation game, so it's going to look fantastic because yeah. every face is going to look realistic. I don't feel it's quite gotten that. It like, it, it's, it hasn't. Like it, gotten past Uncanny Valley yet? Yeah, it, it sort of depends. Like the uglier and wrinklier a guy is, the be- the better the animation looks, because then if, you know it has more to move with, sort of. If it's just one random like peasant that's on the side of the road who's like, the I don't really like him. Which you types, right? No, I don't know. Don't yeah, yeah, but me. like like uh, when you met the emperor, I really met uh, noticed that the first time. Um, I love that bit where you curtsy to the emperor and he's just fucked. like, "I didn't curtsy." He, no, but it's funny because he, he was just like, "I never known you as the sort of person who bows before anyone." And I'm like, "Yeah, you, well, you know, your assistant guy. We're friends now, so it's all for him." <laughs> I think I got that assistant in trouble because I didn't curtsy. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, what's say? Uh, I, we both play it in po- uh, in the Polish language. Because the the English voiceover is okay, but it's sort of blah. It is a bit like medieval fantasy, as in, although it's not as bad as something like Skyrim, where you do get a lot of huzzah people just <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> like, like welcome to ye olde Renaissance Fair, oh, me fuck. lords and ladies, careful and mutton chop. Yeah, to be the, fair, that stuff could still be present in the beforehand in a 
Iceland. Yeah, it's true. We can't tell in, in Poland yeah, if it's that, like... that could still be present in the Polish thing. You just can't hear it. It's it kind could of like be. How, I mean, it's good, but it works. It's for kind of like how you how everyone prefers to watch subbed anime and stuff yeah. like that. Because no, you know, yeah, 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 right. No, yeah, no cringeworthy I mean, English my, translations. My, yeah, there. my um, my brother put it perfectly. We we we've been playing through the Final Fantasy fourteen story. Uh, it was his first time, and he changed from the English voice acting to the Japanese voice acting because, like you said, like the Japanese voice acting might be terrible, but at least like I don't have to notice it. Yeah, that helps. That helps a lot. Like, uh, like the Battle Royale, the movie. You can't tell how poor actors they are. But I, I yeah, I think generally it's uh, that the voice acting is really good. A bit. Ooh, uh, I mean, yeah, it the, the, it's like the only, the only like um, uh, poor acting that transcends like um, language is uh, those are physical acting as well as um, like, like poor, poor delivery of just like an, an unemotional lines like. It's, uh, like like if they uh, have like, I'm not weird, sure weird what I'm reading off this paper like yeah you you can you can you can tell in in that voice whatever language it's like that that's a poor delivery but if you don't know the language and it's someone who just like does an otherwise awkward delivery you won't tell so that's fine which is so why made up languages reading. are great hmm. I know one time like that like when in the Simpsons like stuff like the Mr Sparkle um, commercial you can you. Even if you've never spoken Japanese in your life, you know they're just reading it and phonetically speaking out loud what those words are. That's what friends are for. <laughs> That's what friends are for, yes. Uh, yeah, which in me. Polish is, well, everyone's miserable enough already. Why not? It's like the cherry on top of the miserable Sunday. I mean, we, we all want a little bit of Polish misery. Not even their princess can work out much of a smile. I think our listeners get enough that every however many weeks. We have been building everyone up until this game in our thesis on... Ponty is the official prequel to Witcher 3. (laughs) It's the board game. It's like Planet of the Apes. Witcher 3 is actually set in a distant future in an alternate timeline where Ponty is exactly as popular as Yogscast. And we destroyed the world. So, oh, we're rapidly declining. Man. Oh, we are the crazed um, wild boys from Mad Max. We have destroyed the world. Yay! But we are the heroes of our time. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! But if if whoa. just like sub up Witcher Three because we're maybe going on for too long about it. Fucking I don't think fan- we've gone on long enough. I, I really want to talk about the game. I, I want to talk about a game that Maddie's playing. Yeah, I I just want to like. So I don't want to spoil, right? But certain story beats in that even made me go a bit. Oh, goodness me! That's uh, something. You don't really need to talk about the story either, as well. You can just talk about how I, because one of my favorite things in the sky and wants to just roam around and see what's going on everywhere. Yeah, and this is but that was fun. It did sort of feel a bit like um, I was doing it for the sake of it, as in I was just walking around to see if there's a witch nearby who has an item I can get if I do her thing. Yeah. In The Witcher 3, there isn't as many like exclamation points around. No, it's it, it's there is a massive amount of content, but it, it's not like yeah, say Assassin's Creed where there's like dot 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 everywhere. It, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. It doesn't yeah. feel as if there's no silly collectibles. Yeah. It's what every 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 little mini quest still has some sort of interesting thing about it. You do it because you want to find someone who goes, "I challenge you to a duel," and you're like, "Oh." um... Okay, I must challenge you in the, for the honor of Lady um, Bell. And you're like, oh, uh, what did I? 
I didn't do anything to Belle, did I? No, but to prove her beauty, she's the most beautiful person in the world, I must defeat 100 men, and you'll be the first. You're like, um, do we have to fight? Well, will you declare Belle the most beautiful woman in all of the world? I've never met her, so it doesn't really mean much. <laughs> I must fight you. And then you like spend like the first couple of minutes, seconds fighting him, and he's like, I give up. And yeah. he's just like, never talk to me again, or I will kill you. You get that? <laughs> and it feels like you can play a proper asshole or a proper nice, sort of nice person at least. Well, you can play asshole or asshole who... Pragmatic asshole. Because another thing about, there's not really like a, there isn't like an infamous style good or, good or bad moral choice system to it. Yeah, there's, no, you have choices, but you don't know where they're going to lead either. You don't let... isn't an obvious like good choice and an obvious bad choice. No, this you don't get this the instant. Oh, you did a bad, you did a good. You, you uh, I've gone back to places after like, like that has no sort of indication that things have changed, but they still have, and you know there's still a bit to talk about, even though there's like, you know, time has passed, so the things you changed actually changed a little bit. It's cool. What else is there? Um... I just like going around and bandits are like, hey, uh What's up, yo? You can fight the horse back. And I'm like, um, well, there goes your head. <laughs> and then yeah. you take all their stuff and you eat a roasted chicken. And did you find a lot of random things like, oh, here's a giant sort of uh not griffin, but it's flying and it's an asshole. I'm gonna fight it now. Yeah. That is, if you're strong enough, otherwise you just die. If you're not ready, you will die. There, there, there's a lot of like, oh, level 50? Ah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. This is a game where you kind of have to, you can't really find much of a cheap way of killing anything. Uh, you sort the, of have to you, think about it for a bit. Yeah, and there's a lot of, prep, like, certain, uh, you have to almost, like, read up. Well, you have, like, little, 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 uh, theory. Yeah, the, the first, like, big monster you kill was the griffin. Yeah. It's, it comes at the very start, and you kind of figure out, okay, that's going to be the big thing that I kill as a sort of way to learn about how this is going to work in the game. The hunting, yeah. You end up collecting certain items so that you can create a trap. You, you make certain potions so that it can be lured to the trap. Yeah. You sort of look at all your weaponry and all your potions and all that, and you sort of think, okay, what can I use that's going to be most advantageous? Yeah. Well, okay. um because Boxing you yeah you, uh, you can add special like things to your weapons you can uh, certain magics are more effective than others and you know all like you can bring bombs and all all that stuff and potions and then you get to the actual fight itself um which can take a while it took me a little bit of time to get to the, to finish off the griffin when you know what you're doing you can get through it but it does move about a bit I, yeah it's a cool uh, like shooting it out of the sky is quite delightful. It reminded me a bit of a more like condensed version of Monster Hunter, where it's not quite as like absolutely so far into detail. It's not that arcadey either. No, it's a bit more like if you're not really satisfied with anything Skyrim did as far as combat goes, this might be a good alternative. It, it, it's it's very fluid combat, I would say. Because there was a point in Skyrim where I just sort of got bored killing dragons. 
uh, yeah, because it's sort of like uh, in The Witcher, the combat can be if you fuck up, you can quickly get uh, get killed. So you have to sort of like make sure you're never surrounded. You're always, you know, you're doing crowd control all the time. You're yeah, yeah, getting it, ready this, to parry and. This isn't like a random night's beat 'em up where everyone's going to wait in line for you to destroy them all one at a time. No. Everyone's going to charge at you, and they're all going to fight you. You have to be aware of your surroundings. And there's going to be some asshole in the back shooting arrows at you. <laughs> Fucking. So jerk. yeah. Speaking of 90s beat them up transition, thank you, Adam. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Bonjour. I have been playing a a bunch of arcade games recently due to uh, managing to set up uh, MAME on this year computer with a DualShock 4. So I first replayed a bunch of games that actually did play in actual arcades in the actual 1990s. Like, for some reason, there was actually an arcade uh, on the street where I lived, which was basically just a shack with a bunch of machines. Uh, One disinterested-looking guy that was pretending to keep an eye out on what was going on inside, but... uh, Of course, there was a lot of uh, pocket money that was being not exactly spent on in the arcade itself. Anyways, uh, the things that I mostly played in there were like Capcom beat-em-ups, uh, so I was replaying that. I was replaying The Punisher, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Final Fight, The Alien vs Predator beat-em-up, and all of them were very very neat. Uh, especially like the, the Punisher uh, I think that was that was my favorite. Oh, and also also like uh, Eastern themed beat 'em up, uh, Warriors of Fate. I think it was called. I was also uh, Capcom. Uh, there were also a few Konami machines. Uh, I remember, uh, especially uh, shit, what was it called? Oh, uh, Sunset Riders. That was. Uh, a uh, pretty fun western-themed run-and-gun. And speaking of run-and-guns, I've uh, recently learned about uh, a thing that uh, is very close to the Metal Slug series, uh, spiritually. Because uh, it was developed by essentially the same team, but uh, before they split off IREM and move on to eventually become part of SNK and the game is called Gun Force 2 and it unfortunately never had a home conversion so it's an arcade only affair and it is basically like imagine Metal Slug but on a sugar rush it's like more you don't have a single gun you have two guns there's no there's not just a uh, 10 explosions at the same time at the screen there's like 25 of them like, everything is bigger more intense more badass i mean like the one of the first vehicles that you can jump into is like a robot suit but you don't shoot oh no you just throw something that i guess you can call drones that literally rains bullets so, yeah, it's pretty damn intense, and it looks as great as Metal Slug. 
you can you can see the same artists work on that. It even uses some of the sounds that you will later reuse in Metal Slug. So there's no mistake uh, about that. So definitely do check this one out. But uh, the most uh, sort of uh, focal point of my kind of an arcade experience was uh, a bunch of uh, driving games from the 80s and early 90s. So stuff like Outrun and Chase HQ which uh, I would very much recommend. Uh, especially Outrun, it has a pretty a pretty good uh, 3DS conversion uh, recently. Uh, but I've also played uh, a PS2 version. So there was like a arcade collection of sorts that Sega basically remade for the PS2. I think the Xbox as well, uh, and they redone a bunch of games in like actual full polygons 3D. Uh, sorry, did you say the Xbox? Uh, I might have. For the uh, Aegis games? Yeah. I just got back, sorry. Uh, no, they were only PS2. Okay, so I've, uh, so I've played Outrun, and it looks pretty damn good, actually. Uh, even though I prefer the original game's look. Plays pretty much the same. And then I tried Space Harrier and Golden Axe, and they look like shit in 3D. Like, it's absolutely terrible. So I went back to playing the arcade games. So I played Outrun, Turbo Outrun, Outrunners... Chase HQ and the sequel to Chase HQ. That's like so you 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 played almost the entire Outrun series, the, uh, the 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 actual official Outrun series. Yeah, I also have Outrun two on the Xbox. Yeah, that's the um the the the, the official series, the arcade games is Outrun, uh, Turbo Outrun, Outrunners, and Outrun two. Um, then there were a ton of spinoffs. As well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had I remember back on the Amiga I had Outrun Europa, which was kind of like a cross between Outrun and Hang On, because it, yeah, it, it was like with bicycles. Was, um, yeah, that was a thing. Uh, it was originally called Outrun Europe, and it was heading for Commodore sixty four, I believe. Um, but that version was cancelled, and uh, it was sort of reworked into Outrun Europa for Amiga and uh, Master System. Which uh, one thing? One fun thing about it is that the original Outrun Europe game that was cancelled had the um, classic Ferrari from Outrun and, oh. and and some awesome music that just is lost now. Oh. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I also played because uh, strangely enough, uh, the the port for the Mega Drive was kind of bad. Uh, but there was actually a decent Outrun game on the Mega Drive. Outrun 2000, some number with 9 in it. I don't remember what exactly. And so it was all futuristic and stuff. But you still have the branching paths and stuff. And that was pretty cool. So out of... Like, I have to say that probably out of all the sort of driving games that I played, Chase HQ would be my favorite. Because, uh, like, I like the, the the framing of it. It's basically like 
Miami Vice, the the driving bit, yeah, where you actually have to chase and then ram into uh, a suspect. Uh, also, the uh, the the graphics were. Uh, slightly better than on the Outrun. So one thing I noticed weird uh, on the in the Outrun, the original game and Turbo Outrun, was that the horizon seems to like be like everything seems to be like pouring out of the middle of the screen, sort yep. of like a liquid. But uh, guys at uh, Taito did a better job with with their engine. Yeah, well, it was also a later engines so. yeah yeah they actually they had the chance to actually see what sega was doing and like hey how can we improve that yeah i mean outro was well, i think hang on actually was the first like usage of that system yeah and i don't and think they cool. had like hills and stuff it was all like a flat road because i played a bit of hang on and super hang on and it seems to be only like curves like i think super hang on might have um Bumps and stuff, but yeah. yeah but have you played? Um, have you played the um, the 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 attempt Sega made at uh, making Chase HQ? No. A battle outrun for um, Sega Master System. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Because in the yeah. second Chase HQ game, you can actually like shoot at everyone. Actually. Yep. And. Uh, 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 because the it uses some digitized speech, you can sometimes hear something like "Oh no!" when you like crash into a civilian or something. Yeah, I found that pretty amusing. Uh, but yeah, Outrun. It's uh, I, I like the the whole structure of the game. So you basically start off at a at a starting point, and then you have branching paths. And therefore, you have like multiple possible endings. But I cannot play the game properly. I had to. I eventually managed to get an ending in the original Outrun, but I had to play the 3DS version and like the lowest possible difficulty settings, which I actually didn't like. That on the easy difficulty, it turns off the traffic. Uh, but then again, you can kind of learn the the courses. Uh, yeah, the game looks fantastic. The audio is great, and it also plays great. Tur turbo Outrun uh, adds like a turbo boost uh, mechanic, uh, and it yeah. doesn't have the branching branching paths. So you have like you're constantly going from point A to point B, and you have checkpoints along the way. And it's yep. definitely more forgiving because if you actually in Outrun, if you run out of time, then like you know, hard stop, game over, start all over. Whereas in in uh, Turbo Outrun, you just restart the uh, section. But in Outrunners, they brought back the branching paths. They have they have they added like a billion cars. I, I, yeah, they added a lot of things. I mean, I I I'm not a big fan of Turbo Outrun. Because like it just doesn't feel like outrun for like a better better term. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine game, but like I don't. I am outrun has a very specific style to it that um, they sort of left out. It felt more like one of the crappy spinoffs than it did. Yeah, outrun. but fortunately, outrunners basically brought that back. Uh, they yes. improved the graphics immensely. The 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 course is now like the. 
the elevation that the hills go to it's it's like crazy uh, you you can see that the road is like shooting up to almost the sky uh, at multiple points i don't understand why the the cars have like four and five years in in outrunners where like only two really make sense i guess to make it even more challenging uh but yeah uh, so outrun is really fun stuff and i would be very much uh interested in seeing uh certain projects that uh, have recently been like announced that seem to aim to recapture the you know 80s uh driving uh, game spirit it's been two of them even yeah like uh, horizon chase was basically like the you know the lotus uh, games from the amiga but with yeah. uh, with like proper 3d graphics and power drive 2000 which is like basically driving an 80s box art yeah <laughs> it's so yeah that's cool. the best way to put it actually yeah, it looks like, you know, it has the 80s version of futuristic 2000s, but in driving form. So everything is neon and reflections and looks fantastic. It's the Far Cry for Blood Dragon of racing games. Uh, Except hopefully it's good. But <laughs> yeah, I was about to suggest something to like. Yeah, so uh, I really... Uh, uh, hope that uh, this will prove to be successful because I would also like to make one of those games of my own because, I mean, I've played a lot of Lotus and Jaguar on the Amiga and those were basically the the driving games uh, to beat as far as I'm concerned, especially Lotus 3. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny you should mention this, by the way, because uh, we, we talked about Outrun uh, Europa a little while ago, and, and I mentioned some some music that was lost when it, from when it was called Outrun Europe. Uh, back when you and I used to do a podcast called um, Discussing Old Stuff, uh-huh. the intro music for Discussing Old Stuff, I don't think I ever said this, uh, was the unused uh, level music from Outrun Europe for Commodore 64. Wow. Yeah. That's some knowledge bomb I didn't expect. Oh, and speaking of knowledge bombs, transition. Matty, Matty, you still there? You're not asleep? Yeah. Okay, so I've also played and finished uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine on Ugh. Xbox 360, and I'm not going to talk about it. Instead, Matty Shoestring will talk to you, to you, to tell you about my experience. The- Tommy loved it. He loved every single second of it. He said, oh, bro, I love Warhammer so much right now. I'm going to read all the books. And I'm, oh, I'm, just, I'm out of breath. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, it's Warhammer. Oh, I'm going to talk about the matter with Warhammer every day because it's so cool. Yep. That's what you said, right? Yeah, the, absolutely accurate account and... There's no way that it's actually the opposite of what happened. And then he uh, new asked way. Me, and then he asked me to uh, explain the lore of uh, Warhammer 40k, and then it took five hours to uh, only a tiny bit of it. Yeah. And to anyone at home who wants to know what it's like when Maddie will not stop talking, ask him about Warhammer lore. 
Oh, oh I could. And just let him rip. I can hey, go Maddie. Up, yeah. Can you explain how the war started? Don't oh, you fucking well. dare. Oh, well, you see. Oh. No. Five time. hours later. Yeah. Five I hours re- later, he's still in the middle of. He hasn't even got to walk 40k yet. That's how the Emperor was born. I could do all these things. You know? Yeah, he could. I know. You've been diagnosed years ago. It, it, uh, it, this, this, this is. The, you are playing with fire. There may be an episode one day where you try and explain everything to me, and I'll just sort of just sit there and think. That will be an eight, nerd. eight hours. You would call me a nerd. Wow. That's how bad it would be. I love Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I've also See, played my... the Puppeteer. It wasn't that great. No idea what it's that is. Not. Is it the Saboteur? Yes. Because I like that game. No, no, it's a PS3 platformer. I've played it um, for like uh, 90 minutes. Like, eh, it's okay. I, I'm going to play some point-and-click adventure games instead. I've been messing about with a PlayStation TV because when it comes to me taking on Sam's advice and playing Vita games, I have to do it the most complicated way possible. Otherwise, it's just not fun. But yeah, PlayStation TV has Vita games on your TV. Some of them. Which is basically like double down on Matty's worst nightmares. Yeah, core, core, mate, core. Although it does let me do PS4 link, so that I can stream Witcher Three into my room, which is on your fucking Vita. Yeah, I can play. I can play a handheld Witcher Three. That that I mean that is kind of cool. I mean I wouldn't do it myself, but it's kind of cool. You, you can know see the appeal you know somewhat. The, v- the Vita, right? It's finally useful for porting games to. And then I That's remember been its only days... function since it came out. Mm. Death and the uh, crappy Japanese JRPGs. But... Well, it sort of depends because I was there in the early days of OnLive, where the streaming service that shut down recently. Oh, that. that I was going to say the only days of OnLive. Oh, yeah. um, when it worked, it was great. As in, I played a bit of Dirt Free, and you're like, oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, I- I wonder how much it is. Oh, the first purchase I make is a pound. I'm going to spend that on, on, oddly enough, Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Oh. So I always had a jolly old time playing that and chainsawing people up. And I'd be like, I don't have to download anything. I just have to make sure my bandwidth is good and I have the internet at the moment. But yeah, as in, if the technology is still not there, it's taken us a while to get there and I'm not sure if it, Gaikai has really improved all that much just yet. The applications for it are better, as in you can the whole subscription thing sounds good in theory, where you get loads of PlayStation 3, 2, and 1 games for a set price every month. The whole idea of linking your PS4 to other parts of your room so you can play them everywhere you want, or even on your Vita, yeah, that sounds all right, but I'm not sure the technology is caught up properly yet. As in, it's still in sort of tech demo-y stages. And it's been like that for the last six years when it comes to live streaming games and all that. Um. It's only worth it to get rid of backwards compatibility. Well done. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Sony. Well, it's not like they got rid of backwards compatibility out of the PS4. They just I mean, don't care. They didn't put it in because you know then it would cost like two hundred more euros, and no one would buy it again. I wouldn't mind a limited run of. Oh, me neither. Uh, me neither. I, 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 I mean, I can't afford it, but I, 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 I would, I would like that as well. But like, I get why it's not there because. You yeah. have you, you can't you can't emulate PS3 games on the PS4. The you, only people so you have to make them natively, yeah. which means you need to do it with the old Nintendo way, which is put a PS3 inside of the PS4, which boots up. Um, I mean, there's no excuse why they can't do PS1 games because that's digital emulation anyway. But apart from that, like I, I get why it's not in there. PS1 games should be in the PS4. Though. That's just that's just lazy. I never got the whole backwards compatibility argument because uh, I mean uh, people being upset that the PS4 doesn't do that like you you can buy a PS3 they they are cheap and don't tell me you don't have enough space for two boxes in your TV it sort of depends um, well it isn't that cheap actually because most people trade in their PS3 to afford their PS4 and so forth plus there's there's still market no, value to PS3s that? next so you can exists. afford the there's new console still people the new who are buying games. those now so the price isn't... It's still about £150. That's still a lot. Yeah, buying I, a I cheap kind of, console is still not cheap. I don't know why you would be an early adopter then. Because you're a dummy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're an early adopter, because it's not that they will get backwards compatibility later. If I trade in my PS3 now, I, I get no money for it, and the PS4 still costs a lot. Basically, it sort of just means that. that you have an entire collection of games just sitting there that you can't play. Yeah. Because you need to... Get like at the moment I have a PS3. Okay, you don't need it. to get rid of. I would need uh, to unhook, like just to make space for a PS4, an Xbox One, or whatever. I'd have to sort of unplug it, put it all away, and make sure I know where everything is. Get the PS4 out and put that in. And you've all seen the back of my TV and all of that. The cables are a mess. It, I, I'm not untangling that. I, I want I want my hands at the end of all of this, but um. But yeah, you just end up with a load of discs that you sort of wish you could do something with other than be coasters, and you can't really. It's even worse for, like, it's also why I really hate the idea of region locking, which is getting better, but Nintendo are very adamant about doing it. But that's another story for well, another day. Well, they kind of have to since they invented it. Hey! That's- that's unfair. The Mega Drive had a MOS system adapter you could buy. Wah, wah, wah. Sega invented it. Actually, Atari invented it, but... Um, Bastards. The thing with Nintendo is that all their virtual console stuff is emulated, and they introduced that as a virtual console service that they have to keep. Um, and that, But that, you can't really count that as backwards compatibility because you have to buy the games again. Uh, you have to buy the games on a, on a, on a digital service. Um, but the other thing, like what the, what they're doing is 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 taking the the costly route because like the first rounds of Wii's had a GameCube inside of them, um, and you booted up the GameCube where you played GameCube games, and the later Wii's took it out and they were cheaper, and now you can't play GameCube games. Yeah, but and Wii U's Wii U's currently have Wii uh, Wii's built inside of them, so you can that boot up when you choose Wii games. Oh shit! Eventually, that will be taken out as well. Like that's yeah. how backwards compatibility work. Um, just it sort of the works same for thing early adopters. With, like, um, it works best for early adopters, though, and that's pretty much where the Wii and the 
Wii U worked best. Yeah, well, the Wii and the Wii U also worked well because they could do that with the extra cost because they were so cheap otherwise, because they were not very powerful machines compared to the comp- to, to competition. If the Wii U was on the level of a... If the Wii U was on the level of a PS... Can you shut up? I'm talking. If the Wii U was on the level of PS4 or an Xbox One in terms of horsepower and like all this stuff and uh, the, uh, the OS that can do this while you do this and share play and all that stuff, then you would probably not have seen a Wii built inside it because that probably adds at least 50, maybe 100 euros to the price to make that work properly to, to build, build in and fit in there with the other, all the other stuff and build sort of the um, transition from Wii U to Wii. Um, so it's just a really big, stupid, complex thing. And hopefully that will change now. Because what we basically have now, we have the, the original Xbox, the PS3, uh, oh, the original Xbox, the PS4, and the Xbox One have one thing in common. They're basically PCs. They, they're, they're just PCs. Like, they, they, have, they have some different architecture, sure, but like, they're basically PCs. If you want to put a game on PS4, you can put it on Xbox One. If you want to put a game on PC, you can put it on Xbox One, and the circle is forever. Similar Xbox was like this. Um, which is why the 360 had such a hard time playing Xbox games, because it was basically tr- like trying to run a PC game on a system that wasn't the made, made to play PC games. Um, but the PS4 and Xbox, Xbox One are basically computers. And when the next next line of systems come around in, like, I don't know, seven years or something, um, you will see probably the same thing again. Because, well, the PC architecture makes sense now. We can do that affordably, and we've been, we've been sticking around that for quite some time. And you can actually have a system that natively can support the old games while still remaining more powerful and having more strength to it. So hopefully backwards compatibility will actually be a standardized thing by next generation. But that doesn't really help when we have when we have stuff like PS3, which is almost impossible to emulate. PS2, which is very a case-by-case basis to emulate. Um, or hell, Xbox 360, which is possibly the hardest thing to emulate out of all the things. Is there even a working 360 emulator for PC? I've no never idea. heard of one. I'm not exactly. a nerd. Yeah. I mean, the, the original Xbox, like, I don't think there's an emulator even. There's a very, that. very... No, exactly. Because, like, it's, it's trying to emulate the PC game on a PC, and it's, like, really complex and stupid. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which is why you won't see a Yeah, because the original Xbox, Xbox was, like, a Pentium 3 and some GeForce GPU. Yeah. Like that was the some thing. It, modified it, 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 it was made so that you could easily put the games put put games on both Windows and Xbox. Uh, it, it was it was basically. I mean, the X comes from Direct X. It was yeah. a Windows console, um, but of course, um, didn't really work out for them. And the Xbox particularly changed some stuff about that. They actually made it more uh, console esque. It was still fairly PC friendly and. Porting from PC to 360 was probably the easiest way to port stuff last generation, but um, it was still like it was still work to have you put into it. Like that's where you like, that's where you see like the PC version of Final Fantasy 13 is the 360 version, barely changed at all, apart from fixing some frame rate stuff and upping the resolution a bit. But like that work still had been put in and probably took some time to fix anyway, because you can't just put one on the other and be done like you almost can now. So backwards compatibility, uh, it's been a rough ride, but I hope from here on it might be standard. Um, but the streaming thing, I think it's possibly the best solution 
for stuff like PS2 and PS3 and Xbox 360. But I still think it's too early to be able to standardize it. Hmm. I want, you know, I wonder how, because uh, they are streaming PS2 stuff, right? Um, they're going to. I don't know if they're if they're doing it yet. I don't have PS now, but um, hmm. they're going to at least. No, I yeah. wonder if the solution will be to have like they just uh, uncovered a warehouse full of uh, PS2 compatible PS3s that you can still install custom OS on. And that's how they will build their servers from. Well, the, the PS2 compatible PS3s were still not that PS2 compatible. They were like, was it like a hundred games or something that worked on it? No, I mean like the the US models where you yeah, have the, the, the you had the actual hardware in. Oh, okay. I thought I thought those were also only like a few games worked. No, that was like literally PS2 inside. Oh, okay, okay. Um, that's also explained the price a little. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was that and the um, the uh, processor. What was it called? Uh, the the was PS2 the, processor? Emotion the PS3, the PS3 processor. Oh, Cell. It? Cell, yeah. It was the Cell processor, the Blu-ray player, and the PS2 stuff that made it cost uh, $599 US dollars for the um, the 40-gigabyte uh, version. It was 20-gigabyte? It was 20-gigabyte, wasn't it? Yeah, like the launch models weren't too big and hard yeah. space. Well, you know, we didn't we, we we didn't download fourteen gigabyte games at that point. Oh, that actually, two thousand six. Speaking of hard drives, I'm sorry to bring it bring the subject back a bit for The Witcher. Adam, how's the technical side of the game? Because I've heard it's all over the place on the consoles. Um, well, in, on the PS4 version I played, it's not as bad as Skyrim. Skyrim was the Wild West in that regard, where <laughs> yeah, it was. you could get anything at any time and you will jump um, millions of feet into the air and then just plop on the floor. Because of... it's still, I still have this uh, totally weird bug where like two corpses will fall out of the sky randomly all the time. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> they have birds the sort of thing on where them the they look like father and son. I don't know. Well, that's where the peasants are like, look, look, okay, a lot of us die around here. No, no, that's two of those zombie that? people. That's not the no- normal corpse. Is it the either. same two people each time? Uh, yeah, two of those like uh, basic zombie guys. Let's fall out of the sky. <laughs> the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think the thing about The Witcher 3 is that because um, a lot of games are buggy on launch these days because of just how complex they are, how huge yeah, yeah. they are. It's a giant open, sandbox open things. World. So. There's a few things that some sort of like don't it, clip together, and I, it, it's okay in a big open world, I think. But yeah, it's a shitty thing to have to deal with nowadays, as in you could make the argument, and NES games and SNES games never had any of that. They were a lot simpler to make, in, like, in a certain regard, as in they were difficult to make, but they were megabytes large instead of like giant numbers of gigabytes large, if you can sort of understand what I'm trying to say here. But yep. the idea is that this is a huge game, it's a huge... Like investment. There's some way more moving parts, and each one of those can go wrong at any point. Basically, a leaf in Witcher 3 is basically as likely to fuck up as an entire game of Dragon Quest 2. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Like, every now and then, the shading's wrong on the ocean, I see. Some characters are walking into the walls just randomly. But that's. 
it's the sort of thing that doesn't really get in the way of the game as much. I've heard there are glitches and sort of like broken parts of the game that have affected people. There is but... one really good thing in a, in a like just a random little tavern in a village. Uh, when he's uh, talking to the tavern guy, you know, it's sort of, you know, you, you see his face. He is merged with this pillar ho- holding the ceiling up. So it's like just a, a big wood beam going straight through him. That's just a, a silly little thing they forgot. Mr. Woodman. Yeah. I am the tavern. Gargle noises, gargle noises. Gargle. Um, yeah, yeah, as in, although, yeah, it's there. There are some, you can, you, there's a good chance you'll find a glitch here and there. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near as bad as something like Assassin's Creed Unity, where it just sort of breaks the whole game for you. Yeah, it's nothing like the fights all work. There's like I've had things in like Fable Two and the Fable games in general where I can't finish missions because things refuse to trigger. I haven't had that happen. Yeah, nothing that bad. If you can, because the big one at the moment is the opening cutscene doesn't move to the next section, where it ends the opening cutscene and it just refuses to. You go to the gameplay section and you can't walk over and talk to Yennefer. Um, yeah. yeah, that is a problem. I imagine they're going to patch that soon. That Another thing I've also know is that of all the companies that will patch a game after it's been released, who will sort of sort out every single issue, whether major or minor, I have a lot more trust in CD Projekt Red than most other companies. Did you know what they did with the second game? They put out a free version, uh, a... Uh sort of director's cut of it, where they added a bunch of new quests and stuff, because people said, ah, this chapter feels a bit bare, you know, it's like sort of just rushing through it. So they added a bunch more content to it. Yeah, the um, enhanced editions. Yes, that's what it was called. I, uh, I am looking forward to not just playing this through this game here, but also playing through the enhanced edition, just so that... Well, I know they're going to add stuff on top of the season pass and the free DLC. Yeah. Oh my God! I just want to point out that we just that you just in the same sentence said, "I can't wait to play the later version of the same game and season pass," in the same sentence about apparently a game that like sh- I I thought I thought CD Projekt Red didn't do that kind of stuff. No, they they put that's they, the thing. They, These it, people are special but in yeah. the best way possible. It, it, it's like when you people were gushing about Nintendo, how they they do... the. the when the, the fuck have I gushed about Nintendo? When, when Adam, I will give when him Adam the fact that I gush about Nintendo a lot more when, than a, when Adam was gushing about Nintendo, how they... Uh, they do DLC really well. As in yeah, Mario fuck their DLC. They Smash Bros. characters are overpriced. Yeah, a year later, they put to 200cc mode and make the game actually quick. Whatever. Because... It, of the common complaint that Mario Kart 8 is too slow. Yeah, we complain about that for, for, for Mario Kart 7 as well. They only cared now. I'm not saying they're perfect, I'm just saying... But you know what? You know what Adam is, uh, is setting himself to do? Invest in Eastern Poland. Oh, I, they don't work there, do they? Uh, Warsaw is kind of on the Eastern side. Oh, fuck. They are oh. like the people who have made gold out of string they've turned the misery of poland into a multimedia franchise they're, yeah they're like the the metro people right 
It's like, oh, we, we are working in this barn with no electricity. I don't know how this works. We're just making punch cards, and somehow it's a game happens later. All I know is a CG Project Red, what they've done is is they put the season pass on a game. Yeah. They re-released the same game with, a, with, with an extra name. They re-released they 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 the same game with an extra name later on, which, which is the actual good version. They did not allow me to work for them when I applied because I don't live in Poland, and they mm-hmm. didn't give me a God Galaxy beta. Well, so, the, fuck up! Well, the thing is, the God Galaxy beta was for people that had certain games, and they did upgrade The Witcher 2 for free the people that already owned it. I, and then they uh, did the same thing for The Witcher 1. I don't know why I pressed the mic from mute button repeatedly whilst that I know, but... <laughs> so, 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 so? Yeah, I know the Enhanced oh. Edition is, is, is a free upgrade. I think the only time that they re-released yes. the game as the Enhanced Edition was for the Xbox 360 port. Well, the Witcher that was not Xbox. The first one? The second no. game was that. Yeah, the, the first one got a physical the Hearts Edition release. Oh. Uh, doesn't, maybe it was too large to have, you know, Xbox has have. If you've got it on Dead or Games, you, you got the free update, though, right? Oh my god, how many times have I had to say I know that the Hearts Edition is free? I was leading up to a joke. Well, oh, we don't, okay. we don't oh think you're Oh my god, free. you guys are terrible. Who comes in next? <laughs> Is there a cat involved? Let's in talk about a good game instead. What, what? So, Life is Strange. Oh, that's not a good game. Fuck you. Not uh, a game. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I played Life is Strange. Well, I played a little, little, little bit of Life is Strange. I don't have, a, I don't have my DualShock Four controller right now, so I can't continue. Hopefully, I'll get that back like tomorrow. Um, but um, uh, Life is Strange is a point-click adventure game, um, very much in the spirit of I would say Longest Journey. Um, Ooh. And I really, really, really love it. Uh, three episodes out of five are released so far. Um, and it's something very interesting, both gameplay mechanic-wise and like writing-wise. I, I absolutely adore it. I won't talk anything about story or the events in the game at all. But I want, I want to talk about um, what the um, design aspect of the game says to me and how it proves something that I often have considered... Um, uh, a fact, but how to be able to like point out and prove, and and it's that David Cage is a terrible writer. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> I think we all agree with that. Yes, because here's the thing: Heavy Rain, Fahrenheit, and uh, Beyond Two Souls are all basically classic point-click adventure games, but like trying to make, but 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 in, a, in an attempt to make, try and make them more console-friendly, and um, I guess. And that's like, that's what it is. You walk around, you talk to people, you solve puzzles by using things on things, and you have like choices here and there. With branching paths, like it's 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 basically that um, kind of game, but like it's just not it's not built for the classic mouse and keyboard interface, which was what we use for the old games, the graphic mm-hmm. adventure games, and that's fine. Uh, I I like the idea of trying to do that. That's, that's kind of what Shenmue tried to do as well. If you know if you know if you take out like the fighting parts of Shenmue, because it was still like walking around, talk to people, finding how to solve the next puzzle to pro- progress in the story, and I always love that and. Uh, Life is Strange is the same thing. But, um, whereas, like, Telltale has been doing this as well, uh, Telltale have been doing this specifically with, like, uh, pre-made franchises, which already have generally good writing and characters and things established. So it's hard to, like, completely praise Telltale for the universes. Like, uh, as much as people praise The Walking Dead or uh, The Wolf Among Us or even something like the Monkey Island games, like, they're still based on writing someone else made first and a world someone made first 
And uh, that's fine, of course. But we haven't really seen a completely new IP um, done well. In in because the only things we've seen has been Heavy Rain, Fahrenheit, and Beyond the Souls. Because as bad as David Cage is, he is the only one who seemingly had wanted to try. Yeah. But here comes some. Um, uh, what are they called? Actually, they called Don't Nod. Don't the nod, developers yeah. of uh, Remember Me. Yeah, which is one of my favorites from the last generation. Yeah, I still and like it like, very much. And they're like, "Yeah, we want to do this." And um, not only is the writing spectacular, this has already become what is most likely, even though King's Quest and Final Fantasy XIV expansion is coming out later this year, this is most likely going to be my game of the year. Um, this is so far a stellar 10 out of 10 experience I absolutely adore everything about this game the controls are tight, they're solid the gameplay is great the writing is superb people say the dialogue feels unnatural but I think that's just because they're too old like, <laughs> I, I honestly think that because they're like, oh, teenagers don't talk like this it feels like they're trying to sound like teenagers says old people who aren't teenagers and then Do you go on Tumblr people say hello Yes, they do. Oh God, I hate Fuck young. You. I hate young people. That's the, so, you said that himself. multiple times on this year's show. Ironically, his oh fuck you. Uh, here's the thing: everyone brings up the Hella thing, which, which by the way, I've heard twice well, it's, in it's, it's, so, so far in my playing. But here's the thing: I I'm on Tumblr a lot. We all say Hella all the fucking time. Say so we, I'm not a teenager, but like. Oh, they yeah. all say hella all the fucking time. It's Ugh. very, very common, and I love it. The, and the only time like they have sort of like a bad, bad, fake, hip language, it's called out as bad, fake, hip language. Because there's this one moment where a character says, um, uh, are you cereal? And the other person's like, like, really? Really? <laughs> it's great. I love it. So essentially, it's they happen. It's not going to happen. So essentially, the authors know what they're doing, and everyone should yes. shut the hell up. Yes, they are completely aware of what they're doing. It's spectacular. It's gorgeous as well. It, it's a, it's a bit weird. Like when you first start looking at it, it looks, it kind of looks bad. Because like I was looking at the very first like gameplay shot when you start the game, and like, um. I was looking at it like, is this really what it's meant to look like? It kind of looks unfinished. But then you start looking at it more, and you notice what the style is actually doing, because everything in the game, absolutely everything, has a paintbrush look to it. Oh. So, like, that includes, like, shadows and everything. Or, like, little effects. So, like, let's say rain is dropping on the ground, uh, where you would normally just have a small little splash, you get, like, a brush stroke, it's a, a big, flat brush, brush stroke where it lands. And first, it looks like the, like the shadows are like glitching out or something, but then when you start to see the whole picture, it looks gorgeous. Like wow. you can like approach like photos or like paintings, and they will be like live action shots, but then painted over to appear uh, like paintings. See, this it's is gorgeous. See, this is uh, very reminiscent of what I pointed out when I talked about replaying Remember Me. There's yeah. okay, you can tell that uh, this. I mean. This game was made by French people because there's a lot of artistry in there. Yeah, and I, of course, I, I love the characters as well. The main character, she's great, and the other characters are really interesting. There's, there, there's some, um, there's some inspiration from classic like movies and stuff, and you can tell that as well. 
Uh, which there's one scene in which one character, well, there's one character that does feel a bit dated in his appearance. But when you realize what he's based on, it kind of makes sense and you can forgive it. Um, but. Um, it sounds a bit like Brick, the film that I really, really like because it has its own sort of lingo. It's got, it's very obviously a pulp, like detective noir story, but just set in high school. Well, it's, and everyone is out of time. Well, first no of reason. all, first of all, it's set in college. But um, uh, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, this is where we uh, wanted to get to. I love the whole publishing story behind it because it's it's literally it literally remember me again. Like you know how remember me there was like this whole thing where, like oh we had to we had to push to be allowed to have a female character we couldn't put her on the cover and stuff like that. Oh and. Here's the story again. Apparently, Don't Nod went with several publishers to this with, with this concept. Like, we want to do this story with this gameplay design. And I was like, sure, we will publish it if you change Max to a male character. Apparently, that was like every that was every single publisher until they got the Square Enix, which were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And um, that says something, because this story, I'm not going to spoil any details, but... Yeah, it it kind of has to be a female lead character for it to be, um, or a non male character in the lead for it to perfectly work. Like it's kind of important. Hmm. But <laughs> you know, it's actually interesting because that's like their second game, and again, they have a female lead. Yeah, I don't so, yeah, think I any have... other company has that track record that I can think of. Well, probably not. But yeah, it's. Absolutely wonderful, and I recommend everyone to check it out. I normally, I'm gonna... I'm, normally, I'm very much opposed to season passes, but when it comes to episodic games, I'm more okay with it. So, do do buy Life is Strange; it's worth the price. I'm gonna. I'm like a few weeks away from finally getting a PS4. So yeah, whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it controls great on the DualShock. It feels fantastic. You know what I've been thinking about this entire time? No, I want to dress Tommy up as a bear and then hunt him for sport. <laughs> you know what? You you will be surprised to hear it, but I, well, maybe accept the hunting part, but I am not against that. The thing is, I would I would love to release him out in like Stockholm and then just shout at all the poor kids, "Hey, hey, hey! Look, he has a really expensive phone on him." <laughs> this bear however has a really expensive phone. They're just going to chase you down. They're like, well, his story seems to check out that bear. I assume we'll have an expensive phone on him. <laughs> Let's get him. Come, Our poverty comrades, makes us we must chase. Give chase. Let's get him, gang. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine the Matty is also dressed in like a proper hunter outfit. Well, I'm wearing like a, a fox hunting outfit and riding no, no, no. a horse. You're, you're going to be the main villain of that film, The Most Dangerous Game, where you've got like a proper hunting gear on and you go on about how the most dangerous game is man, even though Tommy is a bear Yeah. in this I, scenario. I keep telling them, no, no, it's a bear. Don't. I, no, no, it's a bear, it's a bear. No, the, do you get the reference or not, young street urchins of Stockholm? Come on. And they're just going to say, no, we don't. We're from Stockholm. We have no education. <laughs> this is the worst place in the world. We really? hate it, but we feel a strange attraction to it and want to help it. It's, some, it's like we have some sort of syndrome. Yeah. Why is it that the moment I hear Stockholm, I have to make that joke as well? Well, uh, because it's the only thing it has to its name. I have to yeah. say that, well, it, it's awful, but the longer I live here, 
the more I grow attached to it. It's kind of like Bromley. <laughs> That's the title of the movie. It's kind of like Bromley. I want a porno called that. <laughs> and it's just Adam's face. And uh, I, you know what? Bromley. I'm pretty sure that the moment that this movie hits the theaters, there will be a porno parody of it. I mean, I, w- I, want to- I want Adam's face on the cover of a porno, just looking a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit too spunky. And then, and then just the, the, the back of it is a picture of him having tea with uh, Toby Jones. Of course. What scene would that be in the middle of the porno? Um, the really erotic one where you talk about barbarian sound complex. Okay, that would actually be really good. And and at the end, you just you just lean in and say to him, <laughs> "I've been wanking the entire time." <laughs> and then you say, "Oh goodness, oh goodness." This short got a bit queer. And then uh, roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I think Matty is in the wrong industry. I mean, I just want to make proper erotica. So you want to make something like The Devil and Miss Jones? Yes. Slash Inside Deep Throat. The thing is, I I would like to make, you know, sort of really raunchy porn, but I would like to... um, you know how you say, make, do, you want, do, do you want us all to reenact Caligula for you? No, no. What I want to you know how ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, I want to reenact Caligula. Oh, we can all do this as a group activity. That's a okay. great idea. Before we all before we all sign into this, I hope we all know that we can't all re- be Caligula. No, 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 no. I want to be one of the lesbians. In the, in the, gets in to be a in the lesbian scene. That's just forced in there for no reason. Basically, what happens is that um. Malcolm McDowell, Helen Mirren, and Malcolm McDowell's sister all having a threesome, and in a completely different room, two lesbians are going yeah. at it. And, because... uh, and Vid is a horse. And urinating on each other. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's important. I mean, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Hands. What are okay, you doing so... today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that reminds me. If we're going to do any sort of reenacting, I do have to include some certain artistic scenes of my own. We need a fake model of a unicorn. I mean, I mean, we can we can like lose a thing to my forehead. There's I mean, a bit. There's F- a bit where like Geralt and his um... let's let's glue a thing to Vince's forehead. No, no, no. We we have Tommy right. He he's been killed by the street urchins. So we just sort of you know put a, a what do you call it a toilet paper roll on his forehead and say you're a fucking penguin. It's a now, unicorn. Deal with it. And then he says, mm, I'm dead. Oh, I'm a spooky ghost. Oh. Pull him, pull him, pull him. I was working in the lab late one night. I do like making fun of Matty's impressions. No, my impressions are so good. Yeah, they're always on, like, on point. They're always on spunk. Yeah, on spunk. I do like the idea of a sex scene where it, at any moment we could start doing the monster mash. I just want, I don't know, could Gerald Depardieu be in it? Could he I'll allow it. Like he, he just kind of pushes pushes his nose into the scene and say, "What's up, guys?" He would be dressed as Obelisk as well. Yeah, I, I was in that movie once. Do you remember it? <laughs> Not if you were from United States or anything. Pretty much only French-speaking areas. Hey guys, could we? No, kill- I like. I watched that movie. It was nice. Could we kill? I'm best friends with Vladimir Putin. 
How are you doing? Could we yeah, kill he's, Sam? Um, he's, he's technically a Russian citizen now. Is he? I still really want to kill Sam, though. Oh. Hmm. He's got a, he hasn't even finished his mod yet. <clears throat> How would we do it, though? How the hell are we going to make it big in okay. the biz? Okay, what we do, right? We, 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 dig, we dig No, no. We, we dig a pit, and then okay. we put spikes in it and salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we put a sign in front of it. Right? We, we covered the pit with um, gay porn, right? Mm -hmm. And then we put a sign ahead of it that says, Twinks over here. And yeah. he'll just wander into it and get all salty and He's gonna rub, no, He'll rub his hands. He'll go, oh, oh, oh. And, and then he'll like tiptoe over, like the way Wiley Coyote always did. Oh, yes. And then he's going to just fall in and die. But we will oh. be throwing some twinks down on him. Just to make they, sure he's... They will also die. Yeah, it? yeah, you know... Get a, so no know. matter what, we have a... Is there anything more erotic than dying twins. together? Come on. I mean, Sam Sam would love it, right? When we he really probably should... won't have any emotions afterwards. He will be dead. No, but he would be a spooky ghost. and he, Then he can be our spooky ghost pal. I suppose we are going to schedule this event in time for Halloween? Uh, no. Christmas. Oh, oh, of course. Of it would be a Christmas miracle slash because, because Jesus is a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And mm -hmm. Sam looks a lot like Jesus. Basically, what we're going to have is at the Christmas special, we will have sort of like the same... I mean, Jesus, Jesus had a bit more anal sex than Sam, but they're close. Sam is more of a taker. No, no, Jesus was more of a taker. No. Jesus had so many cocks in his house. Did you see that beard? Yeah. Beard. Tis better to give than receive. Turn the other oh, cheek. For oh, oh. proper yes. facial. No, he's referring to his butt cheek. Yeah, but he wanted he wanted everywhere. We need to, we need to make an annotated version of the Bible where we go. No, no, he means your butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it now, please. He who off. What's the worst quote about throwing the first stone? How can we work that into bat sex? Um, don't spunk the first stone. Like, if you haven't sinned before, um, sure, throw as many stones as you want. No, no basically, if you haven't sinned before, it, 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 you can do whatever. It's, it's about it's, fucking time. It's no homo. You know, just do it once. It's no homo, bro. <laughs> let he who is without sin throw the first stone. In other words, let he who is still a virgin fuck the first ass. I don't know. I don't know. Could we all have aggressive sex with Vid instead? You can do that if you want to. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, yeah. uh, According uh, to what Andrea said, I should fuck the first ass, so, uh, you know. Uh, okay, 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 right. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to need you again. Uh, but I'm dead, <laughs> canonically dead at this point. Yeah, precisely. You're going to take yet <laughs> another stomping for the team. Well, a pounding in this case. Uh -huh. Oh, it, it can be considered a stomping. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's going to get, uh, you know, knee-deep. <laughs> that, that wasn't tortured at all. Yeah, mostly because... Of I was going to wait for the knee-deep callback, but I guess, um, yeah. It was perfect for using it there. Let me change the subject. Here's a um, review of Apocalypse Now and Amazon Movie Reviews. One star, not very apocalyptic. Uh, what? It had Martin. Oh, well, then. 
Well, should, should should we do questions? Should we do should we do questions? Do or we even I, have any? Yeah, we do. Or should I just grab vid and see how many? Pair? Stop grabbing the questions. What you do? I'm going to talk briefly about my Final Fantasy experience this week. Um, oh boy, what? Yeah, Wh so which I'm, which one? All of them. Uh, okay. I'm almost done with Final Fantasy XIV's extended storyline in, in time for the expansion pack next month, so that's fun. Uh, I only have one uh, sort of uh, boss trial left, and then I'm going to uh, watch apparently over an hour of cutscenes, from what oh. I'm told. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. The last hour of cutscenes was pretty fucking awesome. Um, uh, and... Uh, I also got a bunch of new stuff for my collection. Uh, a friend of mine hooked me up so I could trade up my regular copy of Type Zero for PS4 for the Steelbook version. Um, so that was really cool. And I found at Game of all places a really good deal. Um, they they had twenty five percent off on, on all secondhand games. So I bought Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy Origins for PS1 for basically the price of one of them on eBay, which is weird. You don't get that kind of deal in game normally. Um, I also managed to get my hands on Final Fantasy 1 Plus 2, a complete version in mint condition from Japan uh, that came with a map of Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Uh, it was it's a Famicom cartridge which, which, with, with both games on them. Uh, it's a very rare thing, and um, that was really cool. And finally, I bought Final Fantasy 13 2 for Xbox 360, so I have it for all systems, and that was like, I don't know, 3 euros or something. So this is why you're so poor. <laughs> Uh, no, I all of these were really cheap deals. That's the thing. Like, I didn't think I would be able to afford much Final Fantasy stuff in my collection this month because I didn't have much money. But then I came across just so many super good deals that I was able to expand my collection with five things. That's that's why it's so cool. Like, normally I would get one or two things a month, and now I got five. That's nice. Uh, uh, do you have any questions? Yes. <laughs> okay, first of all, vid. Put your finger in my ass. No. Oh. Oh. oh, hey, it's Mr. Finger. Oh, hello there. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's back up there. <laughs> Careful there. Your nail is kind of long. That's, I, yeah. See, that's what an actual callback is. <laughs> Shut up. Nah, knee, knee, knee deep, low, random. A hey, Adam, 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 go back to your UKIP. No, they don't live there anymore. Yeah, they do. They live yeah, in your yeah. heart. They all fucked off to Thanet. You sing little UKIP musicals Basically, every day. What happened was that... <laughs> Get rid of the darkies. Send them back to Oingo Boingo land. <laughs> what happened was that... Bromley Wild One time forever. when they were here, and then they were like, well, if you can, if you don't want us here, we're just going to go to Thanet. And Thanet didn't want them either. And they said, well, everyone here loves us so much. We, we don't need to go anywhere. Meow. They're like your arsehole roommate. He <laughs> won't pay the rent. He leaves rubbish everywhere. Does he but... shit on the floor? Um... I hate people shit on the floor. I I have to eat it. I Just can't... an asshole. I can't stop myself. What assholes poop? That's sort of what they do. Assholes that, poop. That and they re receive pleasure. That they do. They do indeed. That they do. Okay. Okay. Questions now. Oh yeah, by the way, um, one thing actually, before someone mentions it in a comment, D4 is of course another point-and-click adventure-esque game that was a completely new and unique story and not based on something. I forgot about D4, I'm sorry. Everyone has heard of D4. 
Yeah. It's going to be on PC soon. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it went up on Steam today on, on the um, storefront. I you can't buy it yet. I think it's one of those pretend games made by that Joker. What? I wanted you all to hear me typing this because I wanted to read about this. It's Square 65, the man who created Deadly Premonition and Spy Fiction. Yeah, precisely. Cool. He's, he's an artist of brilliance. Yeah. He's not Studio 51, who you confused him with. It's not. See, Studio 51 has sort of lost steam recently. He decided. Well, Studio 51 hasn't done games recently. He just puts his name on other people's games. Or, well, his company puts his name on other people's games. But, but Swery is amazing. I, I, I played through Deadly Premonition. Oof. Oof. I drank coffee while I did it. Aww. Little it's, it's, it's one of the very few games that could possibly be a the right kind of good bad game. Uh, As in, it's an actual like troll two situation where one person really wanted to make Twin Peaks fan fiction, but didn't quite understand what well, David Lynch was talking about. No, so the thing is, Dead Premonition, like it's actually would actually fit with the description I was talking about before as well originally because it was not meant to have combat. Um, the combat was never meant to be part of the game. Uh, it was put in there because the publisher was like, you have to put combat in there, it won't sell. Um, but um, if you take out the combat, you look at the story, yeah, it's wacky and weird, but it has a very, very unique and functioning story to it. It all makes sense in context of the world. And yeah, it's it's obviously Twin Peaks inspired, but it, it doesn't try to be Twin Peaks. It's just Twin Peaks inspired, and I really respect that. It's a bit like Gravity Falls, which I finished season two of, by the way. Oh, my God, Gravity Falls is amazing. It is. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. So it's good. So good. They take an they take the entire character arc of Grunkle Stan, and they round it out to its most obvious and amazing conclusion. I fucking loved the last episode, but we're not going to talk about that. So, no, yeah. Question, well, question. No, no, I want to talk about that. Come no. on. Oh, well, no, oh. we're not going to receive it. Things are off your ass. Bill Sife is the best villain Twin Peaks never had. Shut up. Okay, questions. 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 Chris Bolch asks What are the moral implications of fucking an exact clone of yourself? Hmm. Um, none. Or so implications. Or it's not more. It's nothing moral. It's not, like, there's not much small talk afterwards. Where's the moral discussion here? Like, I. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's kind of like masturbation, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's not masturbation. It's a different person. It's just, it would be. It um, to be born with the same DNA as you. So. Yeah, it's, it's not masturbation. Uh, are, are we it, talking... would, it, it would be. It would be auto. It would be autophilia. But are we talking? It would be a case of who would be the first person to sing immediately afterwards. I think I'm a clone now. <laughs> and then he gets shot <laughs> by the trite police. There's another one of me that's just banging around. around. This is horrible. I think I'm a clone now. Well, see, I, I'm actually, I actually kept it on, on topic. Me I actually kept it on topic by changing the words to banging around, but Adam sung over me, so my joke was ruined because he keeps <sighs> talking over me. Well, this you make bad jokes. You're, you're like the Britta, you're from Britta from Community. You just make bad jokes. Maddie, you are not one to talk about other people making bad jokes. Hella slam. <laughs> Burn so hard, you look like a, a cat. Burn so hard, motherfuckers gonna fry me. Uh, looked like a cat. Next question. Next question. Sean, 
non Mueller investigations. Sean Green. Sean Levy. Sean Greeny. Uh, once you have fucked the clone, would you give it a mutual handy shandy or leave it immediately? Well, I'm giving it a handy shandy while fucking it, right? A reach around? Yeah. Maybe a rusty trombone. Well, if it's I mutual, think it's in, then aren't you both sort of... giving it us? That the word mutual indicates that you're both being handy shandied. Oh, you mean, oh, yeah. You, um, yeah. I, I, I think that looks awkward to like I, think, I don't know. Isn't the sixty nine easier in this case? Like, I mean, I think I would just do the sixty nine. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. That's, hmm. yeah, I think so. You quite I, literally, create the Ouroboros itself. <laughs> would I have to eat my own? Well, his own ass. Then? <laughs> I, I think snake eating its own ass. ass. That's Ouroboros. <laughs> See, all I could think of doing is that I would ask him. Um, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And my clone would say, reenacting a bit from the master where Amy Adams um, masturbates Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I'm like, you took the words right out of my mouth. Let's get to the bathroom. Let's all be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Bre- Bre- Brandon JB. And Tommy, this one is for you. Oh, no. Ass to mouth, yay or nay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, ass to mouth, um, but you had ass- a condom on. Ass to mouth, that's where poop comes from, though. That is ass to mouth is uh, analingus, what's wrong with that? Um, uh, I can't see the appeal myself. Was but there a condom poop used? comes out of there, Andrea. Hey, was there a condom you guys used are so lame. <laughs> poop! Was the butthole properly cleansed before pumping it? You are yeah. all Jonathan Holmes. Was it properly cleansed? Hey, ethnically pr- cleansed. Jonathan Holmes has bowl. a problem with eating shrimp. I don't have a problem with eating shrimp. I do, however, have a problem with eating human shit. So, They're was both the asshole properly cleansed? Spit it out. They're both poop, but one of them lives on the bottom of the sea and eats little plankton. Oh, wet. Okay, so wet poop is okay. Yeah, but you know, the I one don't that want to diarrhea ring into my mouth. Thank you very much, Vid. Ma- mammal, mammal. That's the poop. worst time to get analingus. <laughs> <laughs> I think the actual question was about the human centipede, wasn't it? No one likes that. Like, imagine. I, if... I, thought, I thought the first human centipede was a pretty decent horror film. Um, okay. The second one is pointless in its existence and it sucks, and the third one just makes me sad that it exists. It's a pet, yeah. The third one, it's a case of um, the, if you want to make a film where your only intention is to piss everyone off. That's fine. That's something you can do. Can you not be shit at it? Yeah. <laughs> can you not insert yourself into the film just to justify it all? You have to sort of have a reason to make this, right? Other than, well, I guess. There's actually a scene where the director comes in and explains how the human centipede thing works to a prison warden. Because So wait, is the third one also just does the whole the movie excess thing? Oh yeah, um, Maddie. Maddie, you'll understand this. Um, Eric Roberts is in this. Oh, because of course he is. Oh, why is he in things anymore? I thought he was dead. He, he, what do you mean? Why is he not in things? He's in everything. He's in Cool Cat. Have you not seen his IMDb page? He has like thirty projects on the go. Yeah, why though? Yeah. And why was he in Cool Cat? Because they are all like small cameos. Did he save the kids or not? <laughs> Oh, there he is. Well, I can't remember what he did in Cool Cat Finds a Gun. He just says, hey, don't bring a gun to school, kids. Hi, I'm kids' favorite Eric Roberts. (laughs) Everyone knows who I am. (laughs) I'm the brother of Julia Roberts, who your mom knows. (laughs) I went to rehab. Was it? 
Yeah, he's Julia Roberts' brother. Really? He went to rehab for ages. It's, he was a bad guy in Expendables. Really? I haven't, I haven't seen the first one. Um, um, he was in the first one. Well, um, I just remember the first one. I should say that as well. Except uh, that Dolph Eric Roberts in... Speaking of Astomouth, um, um, but he's just sort of like in little bits and pieces here and there. He was in Dark Knight as one of the gangster people. Well, fuck it. Was he the jokester? No, I think he was just a gangster who made a deal with the Joker. Guys, 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 stop, stop, stop. Okay, so Swery65 was just asked on Twitter by someone about the PC version before. And he's asked, is it a good port? And he is, his response is, hey, hey, I am sweary. That's all. Oh. So, no. I suppose it's a really terrible port. Actually, I've heard it's pretty good. But, um... Uh, but, yeah, that, I, I, I just love that response. Next question. Uh, did it, uh, how... Uh, uh, Alec Swain... Swainston? That's one of those fucking English names. How many holes can... So that should be used in six. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't think ten. you should. Ten. I don't, ten. I don't think if, you should use the ears. Ten if we count uh, squeezing your um, your um, armpits into a hole. But that's not a hole. That's a crack. Okay, in, the, in, the, in that case. It's one of those uh, holes your belly button. Eight. No. The belly no, button that's disgusting. That's oh. You can't as, use your ears. <laughs> as a pure Christian man, uh, the only hole you should use is Jesus. Oh, And you have to, I mean, if it's not a small boy named Jesus, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, little I'm pretty certain sense. that, um, I think I've read somewhere that anal's okay. Is it? Jesus is happy with that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I think Jesus we've has... established that a few minutes ago. <laughs> you have to still get pregnant, though, so you have to work really hard at it. You just inject the semen when so, semen somewhere else no, while you fuck the ass. You just come really hard. No, no, then it will fly out the mouth. Yeah, but I've seen that. She has to catch it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, too. It's not pretty. It's pretty that's uh, so, that sounds grody. How is it even possible? Oh, in a cartoon. In it a is. cartoon, anything's possible. <laughs> well, it can't, I mean, I haven't watched many live-action pornos where they say he's impregnating my ass. But yeah, I've seen quite a f- bit of that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the. I mean, I'm assuming and, that's uh, what they were saying. But uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll become to... pregnant through my mouth, pussy. I've also heard a few times. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to trust As, the subtitles I, on that one. Yeah, I've also um, seen um, when 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 you penetrate the tit. Um, there's also been talk about uh, fucking, yeah. Uh, no, no, not titty well, n- fucking. N- n- nipple fucking. Impregnating <laughs> the nipple. Yeah. Duh. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, you tit do, fucking is vanilla. You, shit, you, bro. you do go into the eye socket as well, right? No, that's that's skull fucking. That's that's illegal. Ah, it's fine. Ah. <laughs> Just keep the eye on the side. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I fucked the eye and the... I don't know how to follow that up, actually. <laughs> and everyone was sad. Okay, next question. Uh, Coulter Hybert asks, Is it true 
if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, the commissar comes and takes it away. If you don't use it. He will take your tractor. Well, we use that. No. It's the only mode of transportation. You can't afford yeah. the cow to pull it. Uh. So he takes it. He, he, he needs it so he can invade Czechoslovakia. I think you lose it even if you use it. Uh, I think it goes faster if you don't use it. It sort of like crumbles into dust and blows away in the wind, going. <laughs> or uh, unless, unless you choose it or find some way to excuse it. Well, I mean, you could just dip it in the crazy glue, sort of like uh, embalm it. Then it's fine. Yeah, if you if you create a situation where you cannot possibly lose it, if you if you if you slide back and snooze it, but if you, if if you mummify your genitals, they will stay. <laughs> Married twenty fifteen. <laughs> they will stay. Hashtag butt problems. Yeah, they so will stay. Imagining the other situation is if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm imagining a little penis. Like he's like, if you're not using this, I guess I better be off now and find and my dreams. He puts, puts on his little hat. It would be amazing if, like, if puts on his little hat. He puts on his little hat. He gets his uh, umbrella and he's just like little twill twirl, and then he just walks out, whistling a little tune, and you're just like goodbye. It would be amazing if, like, if you didn't, if 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 you if if you had a penis and you didn't like have uh, uh, sexual intercourse using it for, like, I don't know, let's say, how long is a World War Walker subscription? Two months? Yeah, two months. Uh, it will it would literally just fall off, and you would like to have you have to pay a resubscription fee for it. But no. I need it for raiding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I just imagined that. Uh, after Adam's description, that somewhere in the world is a island where all the penises <laughs> go. Yeah, <laughs> probably man of Isle. It's like all dogs go to heaven too. All penises go to like the Mallorca. the Maldives. No, no, no. no. What, what I'm imagining is the Smurfs. We have a little commute like in the woods. <laughs> oh my god, the Smurfs penises. is made out of dicks. <laughs> Walking around on the on the ball, and, and then big... somewhere on the side you got Gargamel, who's like, "Nah, I don't want to cook them all." Or like, or like Gargamel. I want little golden penis <laughs> in my hands. No, no, he's Gargamel, and he wants to, yeah, and he, and he and he wants to make a sweet cock soup. So he goes over. He sets up his little trap for all the little penises, and they're just like, "Oh no, look, there's a lot of food over there!" And they go get the food, but they all get trapped. And they get all put in like a big old broth. Yeah, and, and like va vanity cock gets like captured by goggle Mel. <laughs> Mel and his cat Asriel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's like, ah, Asriel, tonight we're going to have a fine cock soup. And, and, and Asriel is like, anal. And um, <sighs> then they walk home. And they start cooking up the pot, and Vanity Dick is like, "Oh no, how how am I going to get out of this one?" But then, like, then like Musclecock comes in out of nowhere and like punches <laughs> out Gargamel and like jizzes in his mouth. Yes, um, but Musclecock has a load of zits on him. Well, yeah, of course, and like a tattoo of um, or like a heart with an arrow through it on the ball. It also has um, to be Papa Papacock, where he's yeah, Papa Papacock he... <laughs> is really hairy. And <laughs> proper, proper, proper Dilf, proper Dilf. Yeah, of course. Then and then and then and then of course there's the fatty cock, which um it's actually which is which is the one that Gargle Mel is like really mo the most excited about catching. Um, 
And of course, there's, there's of course the irony that uh, that Asriel is a pussy, but no one ever actually mentions that. This is sort of an implied joke throughout the series. Mm. How can we introduce Coquette into the series? Uh, Coquette? Well, Coquette was created when Gargamel gave up on on, on trying to um, capture the cocks and was like, "I will create my own cock," and and chopped off his genitalia and then started bleeding to death. Oh, and genitalia was like, "Well, fuck you, mate," and walked away. <laughs> And, like, decided that, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with that cock. Uh, referring to Gargamel, not the cocks. Just, you know, a, a, a use of the word cock in a derogatory sense. Um, and to decided to... Well. Um, and, and then decided to, to keep, keep on their life as a lady cock. Um, <laughs> and basically, lady co- coquette looks the same like the other cocks, except, um, got, I don't know. Blonde she, wig on. Yeah, a blonde wig on. Yeah, exactly. And a skirt over the balls. A schoolgirl skirt. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. Then there's baby cock. Next question. Next question. <laughs> um, Patrick O'Donnell, he's probably drunk. Um, oh. Does motor oil make, make good lube? Mm. Makes it go I faster. did actually watch... Uh... I have been watching a lot of adverts recently for films because that's what I have to do at work now. There's an actual advert where a car gives birth to another car. Wow. Nice. And they had to lube it up as well so that the car can actually give birth. Okay. Therefore, the answer is yes. (laughs) To those of you who have watched Southland Tales, there's a bit of satire where they show an advert of two cars humping. That sort of thing is real now. <laughs> People are actually making satire adverts on purpose. What's that the, in the, the Southland Tales? I fucking hate Southland Tales. I like it. It's so terrible. No, I like it. I love so it. So bad at pretension. Me and Adam did a whole podcast about it. <laughs> and I liked it. It was awful. Adam was all, oh, you're going to hate this movie, Matty. Oh, you're going to hate it. And I was like, oh, this is so good. I mean, it's an amazing thing that everyone should watch. Oh, yeah. But it's fucking terrible. Yeah, but I love it. Not many people get to see... um, Everyone gets a choice quote for no reason that's anything other than nonsensical. As in, although the um, guy from Princess Bride doesn't say inconceivable, he pretty much says everything other than that. Um, they got the Rock, who's like, um, I'm not a pimp. No, he is a pimp. And just biling. So, um, yeah, and there's the old woman from Poltergeist. For some reason, there's Justin uh, There's half the cast of Saturday Night Live. For some reason. Um, who else is there? Oh yeah, Sean William Scott as twins. There's Buffy as a porn star with a um, the hit single Teen Horniness is Not a Crime, <laughs> which is my favourite thing ever. Um, oh, yeah, Christopher Lambert's in it, randomly. And I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm done with questions now. We are... Uh... Gonna, I hope you enjoyed. We're, we're, we're gonna make of... we're gonna make m- m- cat noises instead of plugging shit. Yeah, 
I'll plug my <coughs> oh, please don't die on us. Yeah. Someone has to. Someone has to edit this. This is what happens when I don't have make a song about Matty. Matty's butt is big and wide. Could fit two cats in it. Inside. You Inside. fucking idiot! I can't rhyme. Clearly. Vid knows how I, am, how I am with songs. Yeah, he if he can't think of a rhyme, he just says cat. That's basically. But you know what? Thanks for the idea. I really made <laughs> laugh uh, made Vid laugh the other day when I said something about flies and sitting in a bucket. Yeah, it it, it would have been it would have been funny if we could recall what the context was, but I cannot. I believe it was going down. Worldly girls are pretty, and I just forgot. Oh yeah, take me back, take me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and there's flies in a bucket. <laughs> I can't remember songs. That's good. It, um, I would only, if, I would if, only take up your offer on taking me home if it's the Burnout Paradise City. May I oh. plug my stuff? Yes, you can. Thank you. Unless uh, you want to make cat sounds, and that's. Fine. I can do both. So um, I um, recently did a YouTube video called How to Play Final Fantasy XIV 1.23b on the 7th Umbral server, which is basically a tutorial video showing how you can play the no longer available version of Final Fantasy XIV, although in a very limited early test stage on a private server. It's free to do as long as you have an installation of Final Fantasy 1.0. If you don't, well, there are ways to get one, and... Um, it's uh, pretty easy to set up, and you can find it on YouTube. And you, if you want to follow me on YouTube, there it'll be great. I do a lot of stuff. Currently, I'm a bit Final Fantasy focused because I'm playing a lot of Final Fantasy at the moment. But I do other stuff as well. So just find the Andre Ritsu account on on uh, tw- uh, YouTube, and that'll be great. Yeah. Well, that I think that's pretty much it. Goodbye. Goodbye. I sure don't like black people. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Vidi Sermon here. Uh, as you can see, we're pretty behind on episodes. I mean, talking about The Witcher 3, Jesus Christ, that's that's a while ago. Uh, yeah, I was away in the UK, uh, so I couldn't edit the episodes, and Tommy couldn't because of reasons. Uh, I don't even know. Shout out to Henry Bellis for letting me stay at his place for like a week while I was at the UK. That was, that was pretty great. Uh, also, for, also to Bad Matt who I met at the meetup, and uh, Vanquist, who probably listens to this. Uh, and yeah, sorry there too. How you doing? Uh, I got a new microphone. Not sure if it's better or worse, but it's a mod mic. It's supposed to be good. We'll see. Like us on Facebook, I guess. Hi. I just re-listened to that outro bit, and the mod mic sounds horrible. Uh, it might have been a waste of money. Anyway, 
Sí, pues next time. ¡Muah!